topic for today's podcast is harvesting versus planting, cultivating. Okay, so you've got cultivating, planting, you know, doing the preparation work on one side, and you've got harvesting on the other side. And you might think you've heard me talk about this before. If you've listened to a bunch of the podcasts, you may well have heard me talk about this before. The thing is today, we're going to talk about it more so in relation to your daily activities. I've been undergoing uh, an audit, a review of how I'm spending my time, how I'm investing my time. I saw a tweet from Ty Lopez saying that even slipping off your routine from one for one day can have a dramatic negative impact on your future. And I believe this to be true. I know this to be true. You just make that exception for one day and then that one day turns into never going back. I know for my for, for myself at the moment, I haven't been reading lately, right? I haven't been reading lately and I haven't been bang on with a lot of my, my own tasks, my own um, daily accountabilities, etc. Now, the reason for that is that I've been in a period, period of harvest, okay? So what that means is the work that I've been doing over the last year and a half to, to get real movement alive again, all that work has paid off and... We've had a really big increase in our membership base. We ran a few different promotions, events. Sometimes things work, right? If you've got your own business, if you've got a gym, you know that sometimes things just click and you get an influx of new people and there's a boom on. And at that time, people can get really down on themselves for like, oh, I'm not training at the moment like I usually would. I'm only, you know, only, I don't think anyone should stop, but like say you're only doing half an hour a day um, and, you know, your rhythms fall away like my reading fell away now during a time of harvest where you're achieving your life purpose like things are coming together and you have more work on than usual it's the work that you really really want to do so we ran some promotions we had a lot of new people come into the business and we've been working really hard on building our team and onboarding them and supporting them and making sure they get the experience that we want them to have. It hasn't been perfect, but it has been better than it's ever been in the past uh, with Real Movement. So um, yeah, we're continuing to work on that. The thing is, we're always going to be continuing to work on that. So it's important to recognize when you're in that period of harvest and when you're in that period of cultivation, right? So for the last six weeks, the focus has been to maintain where we're at. Now, I hate the word maintenance. I hate people being on maintenance programs, especially if they're not going hard at something. But the thing is, our maintenance means that we're holding ourselves at a new level that we've never held ourselves before, right? So it's like you get a massive jump in your squat and you put 20 kilos on your squat. Well, the goal then should just be to to solidify that base and to make that something that stays with you because if you just do a burst of training and get to a new personal best and then you drop off it's going to drop away really quickly as well if you're doing something if you're doing say like a squat every day protocol and you're lifting every day then those gains will be much more uh they'll stay around and the weight that you can hit each day will become very consistent because your body's very used to that right so what happened there was you know we had so much work on onboarding a lot of new people um, really just upgrading the product getting a new orientation process in place new staff uh, etc expanding our team and during that time i stopped reading and that's not the only thing but like it's a clear and simple one to look at but i stopped reading and to be honest i didn't give a shit about reading during that time like i couldn't care less about getting my 10 pages a day done 
during that time because I was achieving my, my life's goal. Like we'd gone from a position where, you know, Real Movement wasn't really doing anything. Um, I had the, you know, prove it business and, you know, ticking along a little bit, but basically like feeling as though I'm not getting it done here in terms of being able to financially support my family, my future. I'm not getting it done, right? So for me, that that creates stress, but the response to that stress is like what really matters. So the response to that was like, okay, I've got to get this thing going. And I launched like an accountability program and then I launched like online training and then ultimately I've returned back to what's worked over the years and guess what? Like it's working better again than anything else that I've tried. Like sometimes I feel like I'm onto absolutely the best ideas and then I offer it to people and nobody is interested. Um, So, you know, I'm sure you've been through that as well. You just got to regroup, refocus. But yeah, finally, there's something there that works. Like it's working. So for me at that point, it's like go, 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 go. But then there comes a point where you also have to go, okay, stop, have a look, you know, how are you living? Do you want to keep living like this long term? So it's just recognizing those cycles, right? If you're meant to be in a cultivation and a planting phase, if you're meant to be building your foundation for your future and you're not getting your reading done, then you're probably shitting the bed. Like you're probably really, really missing what you're meant to be doing, right? So don't do that. But if you are in that phase where everything's working and it's pumping and you just got to ride the wave while the wave is there, like when you make a harvest, then do that, right? I harvested a pig, I harvested a goat while I was on the farm. They were big life experiences. Most days, I think all things being equal, going well, if you had a good farm at least, ours was a bit uh, makeshift. But say you had a, a normal kind of farm and you were looking after goats, well, you might tend to them, you know, once a month. You might move them from paddock to paddock for 10 minutes a day, but you're not putting a lot of time into looking after those goats. We were using tethers and things and it was it was pretty messy and I did, you know, end up having a lot of time with them, uh, moved them around and put them to sleep in one place and this and that. It wasn't a time efficient way to look after goats and that was a battle for the business and eventually part of the reason why uh, the goats moved on also because they're eating the neighbor's fruit trees was another part of the picture, uh, which wasn't ideal for building relationships. Um, but then on the day of the harvest, yeah, it was a longer process. You know, it was, you know, do the job. You had to end the life of that being and then you prepare the life force of that to, to enter into the next phase to enter into my body to enter into my future right so that took a significant amount of time to to complete the harvest process of that animal a lot longer than what i would put into other days if you're looking at it with planting you know in mexico we planted out fields of corn and the planting days were big days but then over the long term the planning and cultivation that goes over a period of nine, you know, well, it depends on the cycle of the crop, but say, I think the corn was maybe like five or six months. I could be wrong with that, but say it's five or six months. You you do like one day's work and then you come and check it out, you know, once a week or once every two weeks and sort of clean around the plants a bit and just see what's going on. If any plants need a bit of help to make sure they have um, decent seed or decent, you know, corn at the end. 
then you do that work. But ultimately, if you look at the time per day, it's not a lot of time that's going into that. When it comes to harvesting, it's a big job, right? If I, I worked in, you know, if you work in fruit picking, that sort of thing as well, the trees are there most of the year. And then at one time of the year, it's harvest time. And you have to do everything that needs to be done to get that product to market. I did it with coffee as well. So coffee plants are probably a better example than the corn because corn being um, an annual crop it's probably more labor intensive in the in the seeding phase but with the coffee the trees are there once a year you go and pull the fruits off the coffee uh, plant and you put them into baskets you take them with baskets um, to a machine we use like a hand kind of milling device so you had to twist this thing and pour the buckets of coffee in and that would kind of separate the skins off and that sort of thing and then we would dry out um, dry out the you know the seeds we had to put them out in the sun each day and then put them back into hessian bags if it started to rain we had to run about you know i don't can't remember exactly how far it was maybe a kilometer down to where the the seeds were drying out put them back in the hessian bags and then if it got sunny again we might go back down and put them back out in the sun again to dry out that was like a five-day process so the harvest was a big job and then they would get picked up to go off to the roasters and then eventually you get to drink your cup of coffee. Preferably organic because otherwise those people are being poisoned and their, their environment is being poisoned, their water source is being poisoned. Unfortunately, organic coffee uh, isn't really the norm at cafes, which I find disappointing, borderline disgusting. Uh, it's not that much more expensive and it does make a huge impact to the lives of those people. Some things you can question organic, but... I mean, I was literally drinking from those streams and rivers. So the more pesticides that were going into that environment, the more they were just going directly into my body um, and into the reproductive systems of the, you know, the people of those communities. And yeah, there's plenty of documentaries about the effects of direct um, exposure to pesticides and and that sort of thing. Um, And Mexicans have, have worn the brunt of a lot of that for American and North American Californian agriculture, which ultimately is shipped out to the world. California's agriculture is one of the biggest uh, industries, economies in the world in agriculture. The point is, the coffee was a lot of work. (laughs) A lot of the time during the year, you can have your routine about your coffee plants. You go and check them out every now and then, make sure no one's being silly down there, maybe do a little bit of weeding, but you're just ticking away. Right, so when you're in this cultivation, harvesting, uh, cultivation or, or planting phase, you know you want to have a nice routine and you want to be getting your daily stuff done. So for me, some of those tasks are things like um, replying to messages in our members portal. Right, so every day I'll reply to messages in there, usually twice a day, but every day I'll do that. Instagram's becoming less of a priority. Um, I'd love to be in there more and I love, you know, getting back to people and hearing from people. But the reality is I can't be everywhere all the time and I need to make sure that I'm producing content and doing the things that I need to do within the business, supporting my staff, uh, as well as, um, you know, getting my my own stuff done, my training done, looking after myself and, and looking after the kids and the family. So I would also say that during this time, it's been very difficult to be the father Uh, and the family person that I want to be because it's been harvest time. Like it's literally been like, okay, like I'm away for the next six weeks. I need to make this work. And then when I come home, there's going to be more financial security for the family. But the thing is, 
I need to come home. There needs to be a time where that ends, right? So reflect on this for yourself. Are you in a harvest phase or are you in a planting and cultivation phase? When you're in that planting cultivation phase, what you need to do is to be really diligent with your habits and getting the average of things done that need to get done. So you need to be producing some content. You need to be making some sales. You need to be you know, getting your training done, doing your education work so you're going to become valuable in the long term. Whatever those tasks are for you, and we have a strict uh, structure and um, you know guidelines around this sort of stuff within the, the real movement uh, mentorship. But knowing you know what those things are that accumulated over time will bring you success. Somewhere within that mix should be making like really small investments as well. I've been talking to people, you know, uh, listening to uh, one of Brian Rose's recent podcasts, you know, the, the guy recommended buy $5 worth of Bitcoin a week. He said, if you buy $5 worth of Bitcoin a week, you might end up being really, really glad that you did that. I'm encouraging people to just have some investments, just have some form of investment. You can buy a silver coin for less than 20 bucks in the US, less than you know, 30 bucks in Australia. You can, or somewhere around that 30 bucks. Uh, the demand is really high, even though the price hasn't changed that much. So they are a little bit more expensive at the moment. But buying yourself one silver coin, buying yourself, you know, a fraction of a Bitcoin, buying yourself, you know, a few coins of, of some other more speculative coins, if you want to go in that direction, you become an investor. The problem with, you know, stock markets and shares and, you know, super funds and all these sorts of things, they don't really cause that identity shift of actually being an investor. And often things are sucked up with fees, right? So um, I would encourage people just to, to be, you know, to get started, but then that should be part of your um, planting routine, right? So every week, every month, whichever interval it is for you, it's just a tiny insignificant amount. And this used to be for me, you know, making sure there was a little bit of money going into a bank account that I wouldn't access. Um, so building up a fund in that way. And I do recommend that as a strategy, but I would say now that it's, it's you know, my understanding of the economy as it stands, you don't want to be doing that within the banking system would be my recommendation based on you know a few hundred hours worth of research i'm not saying you know i'm definitely not your financial advisor do whatever you think is right uh, this is not financial advice disclaimer etc but my my thoughts for myself are yeah like I, I don't want to be doing that into the bank anymore and a lot of countries i wouldn't want to be doing that into the bank anymore even if you think your banking system is rock solid you know you see stuff saying that deutsche bank is you know has no financial foundation I mean, they're printing money like crazy and whatnot. So that's a whole different topic. But in terms of investing, you want that to be part of your, you know, just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. It's like watering the plants. You know, that's your financial future. Just take those tiny little seemingly insignificant actions. Uh, if you haven't read Slight Edge, shout out to Slight Edge. Uh, you should read that book. But that's how you become wealthy. You know, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. This, this concept is, you know, the power of compound interest, the eighth wonder of the world, according to Einstein, right? So that's how the cultivation phase works, right? You, you, just, you just put your seeds in the ground each day. You put your seeds in the ground each day. You put your seeds in the ground each day. And you just do that little bit of work. And then at some stage, it's time to harvest. Your fruit is in and you got to go make the wine if you're in, if you're in France. If we're not talking about coffee or corn now, if we're not talking about harvesting a goat, if we're talking about 
wine, then there's going to be a time of year where you've got to go pick all those grapes and then you've got to process those grapes. You've got to put them in here. You've got to leave them this amount of time. You've got to check on this. You've got to check on that. You've got to bottle it, right? So there's a busy time of the year and that's the harvest. Financially, the harvest is if you get a big chunk of cash or if one of your investments burns or you need to take action because one of your investments is is not working out the way you had planned. If you're in real estate in Australia, you know, chances are you're second guessing whether you want to be in real estate. Elon Musk told us on his podcast with Joe Rogan that he sold all his property. He told us that it was because uh, he doesn't want to be a target of things and he doesn't want to demonstrate his wealth, etc. I have my doubts. I think he's probably a smart investor. I think he's probably had some good tips that the property market may not be the best place to hold your wealth. Might be skeptical, might be smart. Um, so chipping away, chipping away little bits. And then at some stage, yeah, take those big actions, right? You might need to take some big actions. You might want to set up, you know, uh, you might want to sell a property. You might want to set up a, you know, a new business structure in a new country or you, know, you might want to change your residency. You might want to move to a whole different country where the financial system is different. Uh, Nomad Capitalist is someone that I've listened to a lot and I've interacted with. Um, it's worth considering. You know, If you listen to someone like Robert Kiyosaki, he'll tell you, look, if, if they don't want me here, I'll go somewhere else. A lot of countries want entrepreneurs, and this is true. That's why they have the free trade zones and those sorts of things. I was just reading about Costa Rica yesterday. They have these free trade zones, the tax-free zones. Um, you, you, know, you might have heard about them in China, Hong Kong. These, these sorts of places have tax-free zones, and basically what they want is you bring your money in, you pay staff, and that'll do, right? So they're happy to have you as long as you're – um, as long as you're paying your staff, basically, and as long as you know you build things there and you interact with the local economy, and and that's all they need you for. So they basically say, look, don't worry about tax as long as you do business here and you you contribute in that way. You're going to help to use up whatever is around. You're going to be productive, right? So have a think about also, you know, do you need to take some bigger actions. Is it harvest time in terms of your finances? Maybe because your crop went to shit or maybe because, uh, yeah, you need like it's, it's just a time to take more action, right? So I think I've got my point across here. The main thing I want you to take home is the, the awareness of is this go, go, go time. I've got this one thing happening. It's finally working. I just need to go all in on this for a little while. And, and the daily freedoms, the daily actions that you usually have, you know, you really protect the routine on. And, and like Ty Lopez says, you know, one day of missing your routine is, is very dangerous. You know, I was getting up consistently 4.35 o'clock in the morning and then I just was pushing a little bit too hard with my training at a few late nights, just, you know, staying up watching stuff, whatever happened. And then that habit was gone and I started to get up at 6 and then at 6.30 and then some days at 7, right? Now I'm back, strict wake-up time, it's time and that was because it was harvest time. It's because I was just going so hard every day. I was staying up late sometimes actually doing work. And I was just like, let's get this done. This has to get done. Let's get this done. So it's not always time to have everything in balance and to cruise. And, you know, sometimes it's harvest time. It's just go time. Like, let's just get this done. Whatever it takes, we're in. Let's get it done. Now, it takes work. Get back into cultivation mode consistency, the things that I know over time will lead me to the success that I want. 
So this is your small incremental investment. This is your daily reading. This is you know your routines of how you set up your day, how you set up your time. What are your non-negotiables? I hope this has made sense. I hope this has been valuable for you. I'd love to you to reflect on how you're investing your days. Someone said to me today, time is money. And I don't think like that at all. I don't feel like that is a healthy way to think. I, th- I know that we've all heard it and blah, blah, blah. But I think time is opportunity. We have the chance to create. What are we creating? In every moment we create. By the way that we sit, by the foods that we eat, they're all times of creation. Everything is the result of what's happened previously. And therefore, what state are you in right now? How do you cultivate a better state? Maybe that'll be the next podcast. Changing your state, being in the state that you want to be in, creating. So time is opportunity to create. And maybe it's not coming back. I can't really get my head around the timeless universe type model. I don't see time as money, but I see time as opportunity to invest, opportunity to create. And I don't want to waste any of that. So it's time for me to get back onto cultivation mode, planting, building, doing the the little things every day that I know eventually will lead me to being the human that I plan to be 6, 12, 24 months from now. I'd love to hear from you. What phase are you in? What are you focused on? What do you need to rebuild? Get back on track. Or are you nailing your harvest phase? Are you nailing your cultivation phase? Love to hear from you. And uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, the next uh, contact that we have. Thank you.